G'day and welcome to Measure Twice, Cut Once. Uh, my name's Dirk and I'm from Sumo's Projects on uh, YouTube, Instagram and also Facebook. And uh, this is the video version, the YouTube version of the program, but um, I'm very pleased to mention that uh, it's also an audio podcast and we have plenty of platforms where you can uh, tune in and listen to it every week. Um, so they are iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, uh, and TuneIn Alexa. So there's quite a few places you can find the audio version of it, but the, the YouTube version is available uh, every Sunday evening, 8 p.m. Melbourne Eastern Standard Time. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome a man who's just been out marlin fishing, but um, unfortunately only come back with gummy sharks. Here's the one and only Mr. Chris Zurek. G'day, Chris. Thank you, Dirk, and uh, happy hello to you as well, mate. Those uh, marlin weren't biting, but I came back with a jar full of gummy bears instead of gummy sharks. Um, not much of a fisherman. But anyway, yeah, here we are. Um, my name's Chris. I'm from uh, Built by Chris. It's my uh, regular channel. Um, you can find me on um, YouTube. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm still trying to work out how to do Reddit, um, which I don't know whether I'll keep going with that, but... Um, uh, where else can you find me, Dirk? On Facebook as well, yeah. Um, so here we are for episode ten, Dirk. What are we? Uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Chris, mate, we've got a we've got a rip snorter of a, a topic today, um, and it was actually uh, something thought out by um, Marvin Briggs on our Instagram account who um, he put forward the, uh, the notion of discussing all things to do with dust extraction in uh, both, I suppose, smaller workshops and larger workshops. And, and you're a man who's uh, actually done a few, you know, uh, videos for a particular company on the matter and also reconfigured your shop getting the perfect dust extraction. So we'll go across to you and you can tell us how you've gone about it. Okay, perfect dust extraction. I don't think there is such a thing. Um, but um, what I've done is uh, I bought myself a, a single-stage dust extraction system and turned it into a two-stage dust extraction system. And the way you do that is um, by putting a cyclone in between your bin and your um, your extractor unit. Um so that's that's how I went about it, and I've um, I've got two machines hooked up to it, and and it's going all right. Perfect, no. What about yourself? Well, Chris, when we get into the main topic, I suppose we're going to really cut cut in and dissect. Um, you know, because my mind's completely different to yours. Um, so in that discussion, I, I suppose we'll talk about a little bit more in depth about how we both go about the the whole scenario of uh, extracting the dust uh, because it's important and it's part of safety as well. Um, but before we get into that, mate, I, um, we just want to, uh, I want to highlight one thing we've been involved in recently, and that's the uh, hashtag Aussie Workshops 2020, uh, which is a shop tour. Um, and I think so far there's been about uh, six to eight people who've been involved in doing a, an Australian workshop uh, type tour around there, you know, to see how all different setups are uh, sort of constructed. And uh, I suppose there was elements of dust extraction in those as well. 
You, you were part of that. Did you enjoy the series? Uh, yeah, very much so. Um, it made me made me go out there and do another um, workshop tour, um, and I wanted I needed to speak about what um, what changes I was going to make to my workshop because my workshop is about to undergo a major revamp. I'm I'm basically gutting it and um, and putting in new new cabinets, um, a, a saw station, everything. I'm going the whole hog. I'm, I'm basically going to try and build my dream workshop. But first, I need to um, I need to make a bedhead for a customer. That's going to be a, a video as well, um, and uh, and I need to finish. Oh, I need to finish that first before I can get on with it. But uh, most of my chipboard's already there, standing there waiting for me to, to cut it up into little pieces and um, and make my dream workshop. That's, That's what's happening. I'm looking, with me. I'm looking forward to seeing that and on video. And as we are on YouTube, um, I suppose uh, I've got three videos. I'm sort of in the editing process at the moment. I've nearly finished my bedside tables. Uh, pretty happy with the outcome of those. Um, and I built some little bit of cabinetry against my uh, very large tool wall. So I've got a video uh, editing that at the moment. And I'm also doing a little bit of a, a, a topical one about uh, types of timber or where to find timber, uh, which is... Uh, the way I've gone into viewing and uh, shopping for stuff. But we're also going to have that as a major topic here on uh, Measure Twice, Cut Once. And uh, hopefully yes. it'll be super informative, mainly for people in the capital cities. But, um, you know, we can't sort of go out to every region in Australia. But, you know, mm. it's, a, it's a generic type thing where we'll try to find the best places. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, I think that's... Um... The hardest thing that I ever I, that I came across when I started my woodworking um, in my workshop is where the hell do you get all the timber from? And um, yeah, and, and just the amount of uh, calls and phone calls and and talking to people and you know where can I get plywood from? Where can I get this from? Where can I get that from? Now that I know, you know, it'd be a good thing to impart that knowledge to um, to our listeners. Definitely, mate. So, as this is season one of the uh, the whole um, new concept we're putting together, and uh, we'll be finishing up in um, December. Have a few more guests in between, and we're already planning for 2021, which we can't wait yes. to start that year. Hopefully, it's better than this one, but never mind. All right, mate. Let's. let's the on, the only way is up, Dirk. The only way is up. All right, let's uh, let's not try to suck at what we're going to talk about in the topic today. <laughs> yeah, so the uh, subject at hand today is uh, about dust extraction, and it's quite a key uh, thing to be able to speak about because it's important to uh, it's imperative in most workshops, as it uh, can translate to you know certain medical conditions if you're not. Uh, aware of you know the whole OHS issue to do with it, but um, so as I mentioned, Marvin Briggs from Queensland, he was the one who suggested this topic. So thank you, Marvin, for that. And um, one of the you you highlighted a little bit at the start of the program, Chris, uh, how your setup is. So let's let's run through exactly how you go about um, your whole dust extraction setup. Okay. Um, 
but it's going to be a picture right here of my dust extraction uh, setup at home. Um, what I've done, basically, I, I bought myself a, uh, a single-stage dust separator. And that's that's the normal thing, you know, where you've got the, um, the big floppy bag on top and the plastic bag underneath. And, and for most workshops, that's all right, you know. But if you're generating a lot of dust, um, a lot of dust and a lot of, um, like, big... Uh, chips basically the the big shavings you know like if you if you've hooked up to your um your thicknesser or your um or your jointer that that makes some pretty big shavings um so you need to separate that basically so what i did in my in my case is i bought myself the um the oneida dust deputy the big one the big dust deputy and i scored a um a 44 gallon drum from work which was nice and clean drilled a hole in the top screwed the dust separator to that and then plumbed the um the dust extractor into that so it's pretty efficient i tell you now it, uh, it went from um i was probably collecting anywhere up to about 65 70 percent of my dust coming out of the uh, table saw and the and the band saw and i reckon it's gone up to about 95 percent. i mean there's just the odd bit that comes out of it now so it's not too bad um but you learn you learn a lot of things along the way when you use when you're doing the the, the dust extraction stuff like uh, high volume low pressure. I mean, what the hell does that mean? You know, low value, low volume high high pressure. There's the two different ones, and and I had no idea what they were. And all they basically are is your high volume low pressure is your big, um, you know, like your four inch pipes, yeah. um, five inch pipes, six inch pipes, whatever you've got. Yeah. Um, they, they're your high volume, so they're sucking a lot of stuff, low pressure, high volume, low pressure, that's right. Um, and the other one, low volume, high pressure, I'm getting myself confused. Anyway, you know what I mean. It's just a normal vacuum cleaner, okay? Yep. Um, now, I've got a normal uh, DeWalt uh, uh, vacuum cleaner as well. It's, a, it's like a shop vac, and I've got the small dust deputy hooked up to that to a small 22-gallon drum. And again, I did that because um, once it's going through your filters, all that, all that fine dust clogs up your filters and you gotta, you got to pull them out and clean them and it's just a pain in the bum. Um, when you've got a dust separator, it bypasses all of that and, uh, and goes straight into the can. So it makes, you don't have to clean your filters as often, which is, which is a great idea. Um, and, and like I said, I learned a hell of a lot about it because I had no idea what I, was, what I was doing, but you learn along the way. What about yourself, Dirk? What's, what's your setup? Well, basically, I, um, I think the first uh, thing I purchased was a, one of those, um, it's a four-inch dust can, so it's, it's a Chapac. Um, it's not a shop vac as such, but just a little bit larger than that, so... I, um, for the first part of the duration of uh, woodworking, I used to just run that into the four-inch ports of uh, the machines I had. And um, later on, I went to go and I went and purchased a two-horsepower, um, similar to you, uh, single-stage. Um, the, the only sort of thing I didn't get initially, which I wish I had, was the, uh, the filtered cartridge. Uh, that you can put on top, where you can, you know, it, it's sort of pleated. It's called it's called a pleated filter. Pleated filter, yeah, yeah, yep. Um, so one of the things 
I don't know if this is lazy or not, but I, I tend to, this is a setup at the moment, Chris. I, I have got now two of those uh, small drum type um, dust extractors, which I've placed in between certain machines and um, they, they sort of service two machines at a time. And I've got one direct line running to my two horsepower dust extractor uh, for the table saw primarily because um, the, 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 I, I haven't got the thing set up in the way of blast gates because um, I haven't used a proper system. Like a lot of, I, I know you use a PVC pipe and that, you know, and it, it sort of it lends itself to having blast gates, whereas the, um, you know, the sort of floppy, malleable type uh, hose is not really idyllic, idyllic for that. And, um, you know, it's it's doing the job, actually. I think it's to do with the configuration of my workshop as, as, as we're getting to the stage where we're, we're finding things are in, in the right spots. And um, just thinking a little bit about, all right, I have got a couple of extractors uh, and they will do, you know, several machines uh, in the spots that they're in. I've also got another setup, Chris, which is uh, I bought a real cheap one from Bunnings, uh, the full full ball range, but you can't buy them anymore. And I've piped that into my Midasaur station. So that's just another one, you know. So I'll probably spend a little bit of money. Uh, but I have also bought the, uh, I think it's the Dust Deputy, uh, and not yet um, installed it, which is uh, uh, pretty lazy on my behalf. But I, uh, <laughs> it's, it's on the to-do list on that whiteboard. So, um, yeah. Look, I think uh, there's no certain specific setup, but I think the thing we have to factor in is the size of the workshop we're in. So, you know, you're given the size of your garage, your double garage. Um, how do you find the way you'll set it up is working in your favour? Yeah, Dirk, my workshop's a, um, a two-car garage, as you know, um, and I've got my, my uh, pipes and everything um, stuck to the walls. They're all they're all along the wall, so they're out of the way. The only pipe that's in the way is the one that runs from the bottom of my table saw across the floor and then up the wall. So it goes to the um, the actual dust extraction unit, uh, which is it's it's not really a pain because I've the way I've got the table saw set up, I don't walk through that way anyway. Um, but when I when I revamp the uh, the workshop, I'm going to have to take all that into consideration because I don't want to be tripping over my four-inch uh, pipe all the time and knocking it out, So, which is what I used to do until I put it where it is now. So that's, that's one of the things you've got to take into consideration. I'd love to be on a wooden floor so that I can run all my piping under the floor, but yeah. it's, it's a two-car garage. I'm on concrete, so I've, I've got to make the best of it. Uh, but that's, um, that's, that's something I've got, to, I've got to sort of look at before I, I start the revamp. But... Um, Piping um, with with the piping, you've got to you've got to take another thing into consideration when you're putting all your pipes together because you're buying. Um, say for argument's sake, I mean, I'll, I'll use I'll use TimberCon as an excuse as an example because that's where I get all my stuff from. Um, you've got to you've got to take into consideration inside diameters and outside diameters of pipes. It's not one size fits all, and that's got to be the biggest um, headache of all trying to get all your pipes to marry up so that because the, the second you get any sort of air leak going through your system, it's it's no good. So you've got to make all your pipes uh, fit. And the way I, I get around mine, 
is the PVC pipe is, I think, the best way to go because I use a heat gun. I heat it all up and it uh, makes it all soft and malleable and then I can either press fit something into it or I can press fit it into something. And once it cools down, it gives you a nice nice fit, a nice uh, airtight fit. And then I do a little bit of um, aluminium tape around it just to seal it properly. But um, that's that's one thing you've got to take into consideration when you're looking at all your pipe work. I don't know whether you had the same problem at all, Dirk? Uh, not really. As I, as I mentioned, I haven't used a PVC, so I basically had uh, hose clamps, you know, uh, as I put the machine on or a clip of sorts and it just stays there so um because it, it's directly set up close to the machine i'm using um so that, that, that sort of um like we you could probably can answer this a little bit better cfm uh you talked about high volume low pressure high pressure low volume so the whole cfm uh sort of discussion that's i, I think that's something that trips people up too sometimes it's uh you know, is that something you could probably better explain than I could? But um, you know, to, um, or is that that's that's out of my realm? Look, even I struggle with with all the the CFM and everything like that. It's just um, look, basically with um with you 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 my well, I've got the same two horsepower unit as you have. I think um, basically, if you just hook up a four inch pipe to that, that'll give you all all the suction you need. Uh, I, I can tell you now that once, because I, I initially, uh, when I got that set up, I only had, um, uh, I think it's 58 mil pipe. It was just, it was really, really small pipe. And I thought that'd be great. You know, I'll just plug it in, got it all plumbed in and it wasn't doing anything. All the sawdust was, instead of going down the pipe, was coming back in my face. And um, I, I couldn't understand what I was doing wrong. And that's when I, when I found out about... Uh, um, high volume, low pressure. The bigger the pipe, the better the uh, the suction through it. It just it just works like a charm. There, if I if I was to point my um, my dust extractor out my garage now, it'd be sucking kids off the street. You know, <laughs> the ones that walk past. It's it's that powerful. You know, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that's 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 one of the other things you got to look into. The only the only time the small pipe works is with just like your normal vacuum cleaner. That's the only time it works. And it's it's all got to do with CFM and everything. And, look, it, it was explained to me uh, a few years ago, but I've, I've, I, I didn't understand it then. I don't understand it now. So if, if anybody, if any one of our listeners could, um, you know, like give us a little bit of a down below, I'd very I'd, I'd appreciate it. I don't know about you, Dirk, but uh, someone who could explain it in layman's terms. That's That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, most definitely, and uh, yeah, it, it can become a little bit scientific, but uh, I think it leads on to a little bit uh, to talk about um, capturing the dust at the source. Uh, I, I think this is a something I've been working at uh, pretty, you know, definitively because I I watch the dust, you know, as as we do, and it's a little bit like water flow. It follows the channel of where you know the natural path. So when you're cutting and you can see quite evidently that it's going in a certain place. So for this reason, I tend to use um, not only the uh, canisters or my um, two-horse, I also try to incorporate using a shop vac in with that. So my uh, Midasaur station with the box I built behind it, it actually, I have the four-inch pipe uh, pot, you know, tunnelled in, 
And I, then I feed a, um, a shop back in as well. So I had two vacuums running at the one time, and the other one is capturing it at the, uh, the boot of the Midasaur. And um, I'm finding that works really well. Now, another upgrade I did make not that long ago was on my Craig Router table, which I put a video out about. Uh, I, just, I just decked it in, and I made a dust tray, which, uh, it, it, you know, the dust will just have to fall straight down into it. Uh, I'm trying to capture it at, you know, at the top, and then it just drops at the bottom, and every now and then you just give it a hose out and, you know, you're away. And, and another thing too, I think, is capturing at the source, you can make yourself some good jigs, which uh, we spoke about last week, you know. So you can make up a good setup jig where you can sort of get your hose in, uh, your, your shop back, and um, that's another reason to be closer to the workpiece. So, you know, they're, they're sort of things I'm looking at as I'm advancing in the workshop. Yourself, Chris? Uh, like I said, it's, it's a constant battle with, with dust, Dirk, you know that. Um, when, when you're cutting, and the worst thing is uh, cutting um, melamine or uh, MDF or something like that, the dust is that fine, you know, that it's – so when you're saying capturing at the source, I think that the biggest thing that you should be uh, – that, that we should be pushing is PPE, wear a mm. dust mask, um, you know, the eye protection, everything like that, um, because, like I said, uh, perfect dust collection I think doesn't exist. I, I, I've yet to see – uh, a table saw where there's not at least a small smattering of um, you know of, of shavings on top of the table saw, so uh, you, you need to you need to combat it everywhere you can. So uh, a dust mask and look, I'm I'm guilty of not wearing one. You know, I'm I'm, I'm the first one to admit that I've I've got one. I've spent a hundred dollars on a on a dust mask and I don't wear it. You know, because I'm thinking to myself, and a lot of people I think do the same thing. You just go, oh, it's just one cut. You know, boom, do it. And before you know it, you're doing one cut a dozen times, you know. So you've got to get into that habit of um, putting the dust mask. If you've spent the money, use the bloody thing. So um, I think that's that's one of the things we should be pushing, yeah, because uh, the uh, the MDF dust can be – it's it's not good. It's it's definitely not good for you. I mean, uh, do, you, do you wear your dust mask whenever you're cutting, Dirk, or are you like me? Um, I'm like you. No, I, I, I wear, um, try to remember to put, I, I wear a headset for, I have a bit of music going and <clears throat> try to put on glasses like I'll have these or safety glasses. And, um, you know, you know and it's, it's probably really important to, to keep that part of the discussion going, PPE. <clears throat> but I think if you have also, uh, some sort of airflow within your working environment, uh, or even a fan, you know, which is directed um, so it can blow some of the elements of the fine particles outside of the workshop. Or if you set up and work outside, you know, there, there's a, a good chance that uh, it'll be a little bit cleaner, but <clears throat> probably uh, make a mess in the backyard. But, you know, um, I think one of the things too, which I haven't purchased because I don't know why, and I see a lot of the setups is the, uh, the overhead um that, that sort of uh, set up, you know, to catch it, the fine particles. Uh, it's called a scrubber. I think it's called a scrubber. Yeah, you know, it's like a, a square box. A square box, got, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's probably another thing that uh, you could consider because it's up above you and it's out of the way. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, look, 100%. Um, and you can you can spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on um, on dust extraction. 
you know, like you, you, you're buying your, your unit, then you're buying your, your scrubber that hangs from the ceiling, then you're buying your pipes and everything. If you use PVC pipe, you sort of, you can cut down that cost a little bit. You know, you, you go to Bunnings and buy it from there or your local um, plumbing supplier, get it from there. Um, it, it, it can start to um, to mount up cost-wise. You know, like yeah. I, I know I've spent, I've spent a lot of money on it as well. So, um, but it is it is an important part of the garage or the, or your workshop uh, because you know if you if you're doing a lot of projects you're going to have a lot of sawdust around and and some of our tools generate a lot of a lot of wood chips a lot of sawdust and uh, you got to you got to contain it somehow. Yes, you're exactly right, mate. You're exactly right. And some of the uh, dedicated woodworking shops now have. Uh, a complete, you know, uh, two-stage uh, system set up and sometimes they're even on wheels on, you know, casters. And so they're, they're, they're sort of uh, catering for everyone who's into the hobby. But they can be an expensive option. So, you know, always uh, try to uh, keep your open mind to how much your budget is and uh, what's available in the market. So thank you, Marvin uh, Briggs up in uh, Queensland for suggesting this topic today. And he's, I think he's suggested another one. So we might be mentioning his name again next week, Chris. So uh, is there anything there you else go. you'd like to add about this topic? Um, what can I say, Dirk? Um, it sucks. Yeah. We'll have to get, uh, what's his name? Extracto Man to the rescue. Yeah, Extracto. Yeah. <laughs> It was a lot of fun making that video, I've got to tell you. It was a lot of fun making it. But, um, yeah, yeah, look, uh, dust extraction, it's, um, it's, it's, it's necessary for your workshop. You need it for your workshop. Otherwise, you're going to have dust everywhere. Uh, and if, you, if you're into the – when you're doing, like, your, your fine finishes and everything like that, the last thing you want is dust hanging around in the air because it does, it floats. It floats in the air. That's where the scrubber tries to pick up all that stuff. But um, – it is, it is one of those topics. It is one of those topics that um, I suppose, again, we could talk for hours on it. We could, but today we won't. <laughs> no. So there you go, folks. A little bit of a chit-chat about um, all things related to dust extraction solutions. We, hopefully that's helped a little bit. Um, we'd, look, we'd just love it if you'd uh, subscribe to this channel on YouTube uh, and give it the thumbs up and hit the notification bell and share it around if, you, if you're that way, uh, you know, inclined. It'd be lovely. We'd appreciate that. And also subscribe to us on a podcast uh, streaming service and um, let's get the story started and keep it going. So that's the dedicated Australian uh, podcast we've got going on, Chris. Um now, just, I'm going to just quickly uh, talk about a couple of videos that I've found really interesting, and one of them is our new friend Ainsley, which I had become more aware of uh, through your uh, mentioning of her. My, my favourite maker. She's my favourite maker. Favourite? Oh, I'm not paying you enough by the sounds of it, but uh, <laughs> she, she did a project. Now, it's a, it's a DIY rolling um, timber storage car, and it was... Uh, so well designed it goes in behind her mitosaur station and just uh she does good videos very explanatory uh and and the detail the video videography is terrific mate so i was um pretty pretty much in, in, um you know in awe of uh 
the brilliance of that project. And another one I've uh, just recently subscribed to is a channel called WB Fine Woodworking, on, um, and that's a guy called Don Bullock. And he was suggested by um, Rob for Mate Things. So he's only got a small channel, but a very good uh, creative artist uh, on, on there. So what about yourself? Have you been watching anything? Um, yeah, I've um, I've been watching all the um, the woodshop uh, tours, the workshop tours. I've been watching all of those, um, and it, it fascinates me how people um, how they have a smaller workshop than I have, because again, and I'll say it again, it's just a two car garage. Um, people have a single car garage, and they can produce some absolutely brilliant work. You know, and they, they just show how they. Um, how they combat the space, you know, they have lack of space. There's one guy in particular, uh, Woodshop, Workshop Junkies, uh, he's, he's South African, and he's got a tiny workshop, but the the way he combat, the way he's he gets around that is, is it's amazing. I'm, I'm speechless, Dirk, speechless. Uh, and the other one... Um, the other one I've been watching is a lot of Adam Savage at the moment. I've, I've sort of found his channel. Um, he's, he's got this thing called One Day Builds, and I've been watching a lot of those lately. And uh, he's, he's, I mean, he's the guy from MythBusters, as we all know. And and I, I just the way he goes, like his his videos sort of uh, drag on a little bit because he tends to waffle a bit, but. Um, the stuff that he makes is amazing. Um, I've, I've sort of been hooked on his stuff lately. And uh, and also Ainsley's stuff. I love her stuff, I, you know, what she does. Her workshop tour is brilliant. I liked her workshop tour. Yeah, and um, I'm just a bit dumbfounded that you said you were speechless. So uh, that's, that's a first, people. Um, put that on the chalkboard and <laughs> you might never hear that again. Mm. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, that's been great. So Aussie Workshop Tours, uh, hashtag Aussie Workshop Tours 2020, and you'll find uh, some good setups there. Um, so, yeah, um, now next week uh, we've got another very good discussion point. Chris, um, same fella who suggested today's topic, Marvin Briggs, he, um, he actually suggested one to do... Uh, all, all things to do about uh, sharpening uh, saw blades, sharpening uh, anything to do with uh, tools that you have in your workshop, uh, how to do it, where to find people who may do it for you. Um, so it's 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 quite a good subject, isn't it? You, you find that it, it's, you know, oh, it's blunt. What do I do now? So what we're talking about, Dirk, is uh, chisels and stuff like that. Is that right? How, how to sharpen them. Uh, maybe we could get into um, where to buy them, um, budget brands versus expensive brands. What do you reckon? That, that should be a pretty decent topic. Definitely so, definitely so. And I'm finding uh, some other places that I never, ever would have uh, discovered if I hadn't needed to have things sharpened or, or looking for new purchases. So I'm looking forward to that one next week, Chris. Um, so uh, I suppose... Um, Another good show, and uh, thank you everyone for being uh, participating and leaving us their comments and feedback. Uh, we appreciate that, and um, you know you're the ones who make this show uh, what it is. So you know, Chris, they're a great audience out there, and um, we we really thoroughly appreciate it. So, look, I think that's a wrap for this time, and uh, I'm going to say 
I'm going to sign off first by saying, have a good week, everyone, and hooroo. And I'm going to sign off in my own way by saying, bye for now.